재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul. Michelle Kang from the Seoul Global Center is here once again for another edition of Koreanisms. A little look at those characteristics that make Koreans different, unique, possibly a little bit special in the context of uh, global characteristics. Michelle, how are you doing? Good morning, Kurt. So we're talking about tomorrow's holiday. Uh, June 6th is Memorial Day Mm -hmm. here in Korea. So we're going to unpack that a little bit. I want to invite... our listeners to contribute thoughts, memories, things that they might have to share. Uh, Do you know a veteran uh, that's special to you? Would you like to remember somebody who um, was part of the uh, Korean armed forces in any way, shape or form? Pound 1013 is where you can text those, 51 a text, or you can reach us completely for free on Facebook or Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. You can also reach us via the TBS EFM app, English or Korean is just fine. We can handle it. So tell me a little bit about Memorial Day. Where should we start? Um, how about we start with the month of June mm. in general? Well, actually, last month, uh, May was the family month here in Korea. Mm. But June is the uh, month of veterans, a remembrance of those who died fighting for Korea's freedom and democracy. Mm-hmm. And June 6th, you would know it's a public holiday dedicated to fallen heroes, both soldiers and civilians mm. who sacrificed their lives for their country during the Korean War. and some other significant wars or battles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, when you think of June, of course, Yu-Gi-Oh! comes to mind, uh-huh. 6-25, the beginning of the Korean War. Yes. So, you know, the most immediate memory of war for, mm-hmm. for this country. Um, but why, why the 6th? Why oh. not just kind of combine Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, or, or it's, you know, otherwise position this uh, Memorial Day. Right. Because of this 24 Jeolgi, or traditional seasonal divisions here mm-hmm. in Korea, uh, June 6th is called Mangjong. And in the traditional Korean agricultural calendar, it's the time people used to harvest crops like barley, and then they practiced ancestral rites for mm-hmm. their um, ancestors, of course. So often Offering all these harvested crops to their um, spirits of the ancestors. Just like that, people started to set aside this specific day to commemorate mm. the fallen heroes. That's interesting. So it's like the time when you would make your shrines and things mm. like that. And yes. you're, I didn't know that they did harvesting this. It's, I guess you'd call it an early harvest, right? Because mm-hmm. this is grains and stuff that they would have planted Right after the first thaw mm-hmm. uh, in spring. Right. And so already there's some grain ready to go. Uh-huh. And then they plant again for the fall harvest. Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't, right. I'm, I'm not an agricultural kind of person. But mm-hmm. uh, all right. So um, what, what kind of things do people typically do? Our Memorial Day in the United States tends to work out as uh, like a holiday. Holiday. You know, and, and people, it's a summer holiday. So people kind of grill and they go to the beach. Of course, they remember their, their uh, fallen veterans in various ways. Is it mainly a holiday here or is there a lot of stuff to do? Oh, it's a holiday. But if you have um, a family member who died for the Korean War, let's say, they would just visit the graves, mm. for example, the national cemeteries. Makes sense. Um, and especially the Seoul National Cemetery, the remains of 1,100. 65,000 martyrs and soldiers, police officers and reserve forces. The, these people are entombed at this Hyunchung one or the uh, Seoul National Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever visited this place before? The first thing you would see is a huge memorial tower. You know, I, I, 
personally, I don't believe I've ever visited oh, the ceremony. No. I've seen it countless mm-hmm. times in in the various presidential visits mm-hmm. and rituals and things. I don't think I've ever personally gone to the cemetery, and I do think I think I've driven. Oh. Buy it on the way to various things. Okay. It's time for me to go and, and check it out, I think. Right. So the first thing is, just like I said, it's the um, huge memorial tower. And this is where the tablets of more than 100,000 um, soldiers who have mm. given their lives for the country are enshrined. And you can read a very touching phrase on the tower. It reads, For those who walk eternally with their fatherland, the sun and the moon will save. Safeguard this hill. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stirring. It's quite poetic. Right. So every year on June 6th, a state memorial ceremony is held right here mm-hmm. uh, with the president's attendance. And many other memorial services and events would take place across Korea. Mm-hmm. And you would see Korean uh, national flags that are displayed at half-mast. Mm-hmm. And at 10 a.m., on the day, the entire nation holds a one-minute silence. You would hear a siren going on for about one minute, and everybody just prays for... Uh, so the sirens go for about a minute, an air, like an air raid siren, yes. right? And then is that the minute of silence, or after that there's a minute of silence? Um, no, no, no. Oh, right after, right as soon as it goes on, you can pray for all these right. uh, war uh, heroes. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's good for uh, to, for people to know. Um, Hopefully, people who are visiting or don't have the context will not uh, panic when they hear mm-hmm. air sirens tomorrow right. at 10 a.m., right? right? Uh, they'll know it's in the context of mm-hmm. the Memorial Day holiday. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, if I mean, that's one option is to go to the um, National Cemetery. Not everybody can do that. What other kind of things are going on? Um, if you want to pay a visit to honor those war heroes, but if you cannot afford to travel in person, you can actually show your respect on a cyberspace. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the national cemeteries, including the Seoul National Cemetery, they run online memorial websites. Mm-hmm. So uh, usually families of the fallen soldiers can type in the name of the deceased to find their grave, mm-hmm. uh, which will be projected on screen. And uh, you can make an offering by choosing all different items like incense or flowers. Depending on your religion, you can just choose a cross or a rosary this is like a virtual representation That's of the right. or is it like a satellite photo crop um, maybe just a virtual virtual altar kind of thing right mm. Mm. So, okay. right even though you don't have a direct family member who died um in the war you can um pay respects by just clicking the the mo- memorial tower mm-hmm. or there's another monument to unknown soldiers uh you can Basically, followed the same procedure, make an incense offering and whatnot. Uh, and then you can actually read what others have written there on the mm. message board. And lots of people have left uh, special messages to those who lost their lives for the country. Mm-hmm. Not a bad day to think about watching uh, one of these uh, war documentaries, just to remember 
what these people went through, particularly in the Korean War. There's uh, one on the uh, Joseon Reservoir uh, battles mm. on one of the popular streaming services now. And it's just unthinkable mm. some of the conditions that these people lived through and the hopeless sort of uh, being outgunned and uh, it's unthinkable today mm-hmm. uh, so you understand what they went through a little bit better by um, by watching something like that a lot of in the korean war as mm-hmm. i mentioned the most immediate war memory uh korea had a lot of nations uh united nations coalition mm-hmm. at its at its back Yes. How many in total? I always forget the number. In total, 67. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 67 UN-allied nations mm-hmm. participated in this Korean War. This is the largest number of nations fought in one single war. Mm-hmm. Um, and 16 countries sent troops and uh, five lent humanitarian aid. Mm-hmm. And 40 other countries sent supplies and five nations helped the restoration work after the war. Mm. Those are the 16 flags that you'll see in front of the uh, war memorial, Mm -hmm, right? Right. Uh, A lot of international Mm -hmm, flags. Right. And among all these countries, especially those who sent troops, all these countries included the United States, United Kingdom, the Philippines, Thailand, Canada, Turkey, Australia. Uh, There are so many, but uh, Korea has established a very special ties with one particular country, and that's Turkey. They were uh, quick to respond to this sort of call to defend the Republic of Korea. Mm -hmm. They were actually the second country to answer the UN call after the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 15,000 young soldiers volunteered to fight in the Korean War. This number is the fourth largest among all these 16 countries. Mm -hmm. And most of these Turkish boys were inexperienced. So... They didn't really know how to shoot rifles. And I would think they were well out of their element in terms of the climate and the terrain, Mm, right? Right. Um, Turkey's a a significantly warmer Mm year-round than Korea is. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, while they were on their way to Busan, it took about 21 days. They had to learn how to shoot rifles from American soldiers. Mm -hmm. And then they charged into high mountains and then they fought against. the North Korean militaries and Chinese militaries. And uh, 1,000 Turkish soldiers lost their lives or severely wounded, and quite a few were missing. Mm. And, you know, there's a huge um, UN memorial cemetery in Busan. 500 Turkish soldiers are buried mm-hmm. there. Why um, Turkey? I mean, why was Turkey so quick? Uh, why? Well, There has been this frequent contact between those two countries, Korea and Turkey. So Mm -hmm. this specific or friendly relations between Korea and Turkey predate the Korean War, actually. By By a long time, right? Long time. Yeah, we had Mm -hmm. a a Turkish guest in here. Um, who does a, like a YouTube channel. And he said, you know, basically in Turkey, we um, quite conversant with Korean culture because mm-hmm. we've been interfacing them with them over hundreds of years, thousands of years mm-hmm. via the Silk Road. I mean, we encountered Koreans, you know, eons ago, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I guess I knew that from some history book, but it was interesting to hear mm-hmm. so conversationally from a Turkish person. That's right. It's a deep relationship. 
Right. There were frequent contacts like some people from Turkey moved to Korea to live here. Um, So this relationship started in the Goryeo dynasty, which continued to the uh, Goguryeo, Goryeo, and Joseon dynasties. And about 500 years later, all these young sons from Turkey came to Korea fight. Yeah. uh, Right. To fight for freedom. Korea would have to be, I mean, no place is a good place to fight a war. War is hell. But Korea's got to be one of the most inconvenient places to fight a war mm-hmm. on the planet in terms of terrain and accessibility okay. and all right. of that. Yeah. You know, 70% of Korea, the Korean peninsula, is covered uh, with mountainous areas, right? So mm. it's almost impossible to drive in the mountains. So not the best conditions to carry mil- military supplies. A lot of it had to be airdropped in, right? Uh-huh. Or yeah. manpower. Yeah. Right. So I like to talk about probably forgotten or even unsung heroes mm-hmm. in the Korean War. Mm. Uh, it was... Korean civilians, actually, who hauled supplies to Korean soldiers and American soldiers in those areas. Um, Right after the Korean War began, a paramilitary corps was uh, formed, Mm -hmm. completely civilians. Mm -hmm. And uh, the name uh, was uh, Civilian Transportation Corps, but this name was actually changed to Korea Service Corps. This is organized by the South Korean government to supply the relief that the soldiers urgently needed. Um, but they were really young and an old, eight, between age yeah. 10 and 16. Well, 60. everybody in between had to fight, right? Right, right. It's interesting, yeah, because at the beginning when you said Memorial Day is for recognizing civilians, I thought you meant at first sort of c- civilian collateral damage mm. and casualties. But this is, all, this is quite literally a paramilitary organization that uh, everybody who can't be there on the front line mm-hmm. is schlepping bullets and uh, food and whatever they can bring. That's right. And then they carry everything with this A-frame. Uh, mm. We call it j i g e right? A-frame carriers. So we call them j i g e b u d e j i g e Not j i g e Not j i g e j i g e j i g e Okay, it's a different word. Different word. And it's like a frame that you carry stuff? Yeah, it looks like an alphabet A. It was named by... Okay, I've by got pictures. Our, our uh, PD is putting mm-hmm. up pictures now. It's almost like a wooden, uh, kind of a wooden backpack in a way. That's like a, right. a, a rack that you carry on your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, this was named by uh, American soldiers, A-frame. So um, all these people... who they have to travel 12 kilometers to deliver 45 uh, kilo uh, warfare supplies every single day. They were unarmed, Mm. uh, but they were not given any military uniforms. So lots of casualties. Try picking up one of those 45 kilogram discs in the gym that you put on a barbell. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly heavy. Try carrying that across the room and then picture carrying that. Uh, you know, 40 or 12 kilometers right. a day. Mm-hmm. And you'll understand that uh, not all heroes uh, were just the people on the front line. There's a lot of uh, unsung heroes as well, the people that had to carry all of these heavy shells for uh, maintaining the front lines. Yeah, tomorrow's a day to reflect and to think we're going to be having a conversation with somebody in the United States as well who's uh, remembering Korean War heroes over there. Michelle? I'll see you again soon. See you next week. And Koreascape returns after this.